Are you ready for this? We have another amazing episode of The Anxious Creative Makes Waves for you this week and it's all about worth. And hold up, you're gonna hear me sing in just a second. So if you didn't know and you haven't listened to last week's episode, go ahead and go listen to that one or whatever. There's no rules, you don't have to listen to any order. Just know that we are doing a five part series for you all about being creative, being having anxiety, but also making waves in your life and in your business and in your bank account. So listen to Lindsay, if you haven't already checked her out, Lindsay Mayuga and I are ready to dish all about work worth <laughs> in this week's episode. I overthink, I overshare, and I overanalyze. So come explore with me as I chat about business, life, and relationships all through the lens of an anxious creative. Are you worth it? Can you work it? <laughs> Lay down, flip it, and reverse it. This podcast episode is all about worth, and I'm so excited because I'm hanging out with the queen of worth, queen of worthiness, love Lindsay. <laughs> What's that? I love that. I love that. And I, and I just made it super awkward. What? Huh? <laughs> um, I hope you guys liked my little intro there. I try to keep it fun, and I'm not super musical, but fun fact, completely unrelated. I used to sing competitively in high school. <laughs> you would never know. Um, but chat with me a little bit, Lindsay, about your journey. Why is worth such an important topic to you? I feel it's the foundation of every decision, every everything in our lives. I feel like it really basically when I, th I always kind of want to get to the core of things or like, why, like if you're going to work on one thing or if people need like, you know, it's like, is it take the balayage class? Is it go to the cutting class? Is it go to like the beauty show? And it's like, I did all those things and I did everything on the exterior of my life and it looked awesome. But really the, the secret was realizing like that I was like, had a worthiness factor to like the life that I wanted to live. And, you know, I know we're doing a series and in the last series, when we were talking about like resentment and things like that, I remember feeling a little bit, if I'm really honest, like resentful around like my clients' vacations or things they were doing. They had given themselves permission to have a life that I'd never gave myself permission to live. Yeah. Like, isn't it funny how, like, I felt the same where it's like, oh, Barb, you want me to come in on Sunday because you're leaving for Hawaii on Monday? <laughs> yeah. It makes me sad and it makes me like, I'm really, really passionate about the topic because I think we have this amazing career and this amazing ability to show up for other people, but we do it so often at our expense that it makes me so choked up even just like talking about it. Yeah. Because like, and like you look at like, is it like, would you say five years ago, Lindsay, or how long ago was, was yeah, pre, pre-worth Lindsay? Like kind of almost three years now I'll have been working on it and realizing that it played a role in everything or even I feel like I kind of got shook awake almost three years ago and and I think uh from that moment on I was able to start subjectively looking at like how I was doing life and you know one thing I think about a lot is I would I'd go somewhere I would do something it's like I went to like I got to go on a trip for my husband's work and it was like in Laguna Beach and then I was already going to do Machu Picchu with my mom and my sister so I said, okay, if I'm going to do both these trips, I'm going to work the eight days in between. And like thinking like if, if I was like to, to be worthy of the things I was doing, what I had to do to get them and how I had to work up until I went places. And mm -hmm. I don't 
understood what was the driving force behind that. And the driving force behind that was believing that I was only worthy or deserving of doing these things if I worked double time or if I earned it more. And I remember thinking people must think I've got it made. And, and I remember having, like, wearing all of it like a badge of honor, but then really being drained at the end of it. Yeah. I remember thinking like, the only way I was worth the lifestyle I wanted was if I was tired, exhausted, and pushed to the limit because me just as I am couldn't be worthy of it. Like I wasn't granted that in life. Yeah, no, that's what fires me up about it is it's like, I love this industry. I love what we do. We give so much of ourselves, but I think we can do it in a way that like lights us up versus burns us out. Absolutely. Absolutely. Amen. I just made that up. I'm like, that's a quote right there. (laughs) Let's write that down really quick. Get that right, write it down. Um, so the, the birth of you, I say birth and you are going to be giving birth soon. Um, but the birth of this new Lindsay, what was it on the coattails of? Was it like, what was the, was there a breaking point? Was there a scenario? Was there an aha? What really triggered the like, oh wait, I've been looking at this the wrong way. Yeah. I think it was just like, honestly, it almost feels like my whole life kind of blew up in the, in a matter of like five weeks time. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like my career partnership that ended. I realized my marriage wasn't what I thought. And it's like the whole thing literally just like blew up in flames. And they're the two things I had my identity just like completely wrapped in. It's mm-hmm. like, if I, was amazing, I was this amazing wife and I was this amazing career person. And then what, like, I remember looking around and like not having those identities to hang my hat on. And what, what, what came from that was something beautiful, but I don't think everyone takes that opportunity. Like you and I've talked about how it's, it's not what happened to you. It's like what you do with it. And I chose to like, let my life be messy and like, I was private, but I also just like sat in the rubble of it and was like, kind of honestly shocked. Like it was, it caught me all so off guard and it's not in today's world I'm not caught off guard but but being like I followed every rule I made everyone happy everyone in my entire town has their hair colored whenever they (laughs) however they want I I've been every work trip for my husband I've showed up I've been like this really you know entertaining person I I feel like I've been a great partner I just am like what the fuck yeah I deserve better yeah and then realizing that I had to give all that to myself and whoever stayed with me cool and whoever didn't that's cool too and then really being okay with I think we're so scared of what we're going to lose because we don't know what we'll get on the other side of it but we know what we're going to lose and we have this messed up mentality that we're owed people granting us the worth as opposed to like being like, oh, I can claim this for myself. Like I, and it's kind of like that tit for tat. Like I did this for you. You should be doing this for me. And it's like, especially in business, like, oh, like my clients don't even respect my time off. Well, they asked and you said, yes. Like six days a week, they're not, not respecting anything. Yeah. (laughs) Right. So I, cause I feel like we have very, uh, similar, but different stories. And like mine came from like, you know, unhealthy relationships. Like I like, like romantic and friendships. I just didn't know how to navigate in them. And then, which like seeped into my career. And it only seeped into my career when I went independent, because when I worked in a salon, they kind of had the gatekeeper and they, you know, I worked my schedule and that's all I wanted to work. 
And, but then when it became like a source of identity and of pride, um, then I overextended myself and, or like I would date people that would validate my insecurities. Yes. And I think you hit the nail on the head. I think that we mistake being prideful or our egos with our self-worth. I think that like, I don't think I had any self-worth. I think I had a big ego and I had a lot of pride and I was feeding those. And I think I thought that I was feeding my worth and I wasn't. hundred percent. I don't think I, if someone said to me, like, you've got to work on your worth. I'd be like, Hey Jan, great. Whatever the fuck that means. Like <laughs> I wouldn't have known what that meant. Right? Like I'm worth like I'm the shit. Excuse me. I, what? That's the lineup of people outside. Because <laughs> <laughs> I always say, like, when I first moved to Calgary, I had totally an ego. I was like, you know, I was booked up months in advance in Saskatoon. Like my clients loved me. They were like, couldn't believe that I was leaving. Like, um, and I used to I used to say, I don't know if you realize, but I'm kind of a big deal. Oh my gosh, my husband will die when he listens to this because I used to say that all the time. Yeah, I did. I used to, it's not a big deal, but that was also that sarcasm and being being an asshole. Yeah, and like I was joking about it, but it was also a way to try to like nurture that like little baby Dawn inside that didn't feel worthy. And so I had this big ego and I sought to like, I wanted to be the it hairstylist. I wanted everyone, I wanted all the attention. I wanted all the praise, like all the words of affirmation. And then if a client didn't like their hair, I made it their their issue. Oh, I'm sorry. I don't know who, if you realize who you're talking about or talking to, but like I'm Don Bradley. And yeah. so like everybody loves the hair I give them. So yeah, yeah I'm, I'm not really sure what's going on with you. Right. Like that was my thing because that scared little girl inside didn't want to be seen. And so, oh, here's Walter in the background. Um, he, she didn't want to be seen as like the fearful person that she was. So I completely ignored her. No idea that she even existed, but it was like the pride and ego. Like, and then when someone would be like, Don, like, can you come in and do my hair this day? Oh, unfortunately that's my day off. Well, but I have this event and you're the only one that I trust to do my hair. And then it was like, Oh, stroke my ego. Oh, that like, I can put that in the piggy bank. That makes me feel better. So yeah, I'll do it. Yeah, I think that that's totally right. And it's funny because I think that we as hairstylists or, you know, creative people like behind the chair or whatever, it's like we, we misinterpret pride and ego for our worth. But then when we actually start to get self-worth and we actually start to get healthy, some of our clients and some of the people in our lives misinterpret the self-worth for pride and ego. And that's something totally. that like they're like, oh, you, oh, well, you've gotten really gotten really proud of yourself and I'm like you're not healthy I'm like honest to god like but no you think I am like high on the hog over here but that's I feel like we should mention that I I love like you just gave me a light bulb moment where like before we presented like we were humble but all we were <coughs> excuse me all we were feeding was our pride and our ego and then when we learn to truly stand in our worth and stand up for ourselves it doesn't serve other people the same and so then it looks like pride and ego and the like shift of like what presents as what. Yes. And, it, and it's because you're not willing to do, the person was willing to do things for them that the healthy person's not willing to do. Mm -hmm. And instead of them being like, Hey, like your head left and I'm hanging a right here. They're not healthy enough to take any self-awareness around like, Oh wow. Like I actually liked that she bent over backwards or anything like that. It's like mm -hmm. the first go to is kind of like, you're different or, you know, yeah, like, you've changed. 
or like, you know, I've had people say, you got over to your new space, not knowing anything about my partnership or anything about my marriage and saying, you got to your new place and you just, you kind of just you got, you started to be like, look at me. Like I did all this. Like you got proud of yourself. And I'm like, I am proud of myself, but that is not the story. <laughs> like, but that's hard. And then being okay, being misunderstood, but being healthy and not yeah. like you feel bad for the work you've done because it's a lot of work. It's a lot of sitting with the patterns and the choices you've made and then have people make you feel bad when you start making choices that honor you. It's hard. And what are your thoughts on, because you just said when people make you feel bad, do you think people can make you feel bad? Or do you think that's a choice that you have to feel bad? Yeah, I think that the automatic response is like you, you initially feel like that it's happening to you. But to your point, you know, like, if, you know, you've talked about this before, like, I don't follow my clients because then when they unfollow me or they stop seeing me, it's like, I can choose to have that make me feel bad. And that might, it's like old Lindsay, prideful Lindsay, eagle Lindsay, she wants to like pop up and be like, they're not seeing you anymore. You're the person to see. But then I think it's having the self-awareness around, like even catching what you caught me say, and having the self-awareness around that and to be like, Lindsay, you didn't even enjoy that. And like, mm -hmm. you're in that space and like, just because they unfollowed you doesn't mean they hate you. And if they do, like, that's really not anything to do with you. I think it's just pausing in those moments and like, like training your mind really, because like, I didn't even hear myself say that. And that is like, and like, you're right. People can't make you feel bad, but like the prideful Lindsay, people made her feel bad. Totally. And like, there's still like an initial, you can have emotions after someone says something and you can feel stuff, but we get to choose how we react or respond to it. You can like unmesh yourself from it and be like, yeah. oh, that wasn't like, I think sometimes as hairstylists, we're so empathetic. We so understand that we like enmesh ourselves with what people are saying. And it's like, we don't even know who said it. We're just like swimming in it. And I feel like that's something I've gotten better at, like almost mentally bird's eye viewing from the situation and being like, oh, well, that has to feel gross to talk to someone like that. Like, and just keep it in their emotional backpack. Don't put it in yours. Yeah. And like the whole, it sounds very therapy-esque, but not like you made me feel that way. But like, hey, when you said that, it, it created this response in me. And so I know it's not, it, it probably wasn't your intention, but I needed to let you know that like, you know, this is how my, my initial, how, how I initially felt. And I'm not putting that onus on you, but I'm just letting you know, that's the, that's what it created in me. Yeah. And I think that a lot of the worth stuff is just showing up so differently that like, I feel like unlike boundaries where we sometimes we were always better off sharing, you know, like, Hey, how, this is how it's going to go yeah. with worth. I don't know that it's something that you talk about as much as you embody it. And it like, it's just, it shows up in the room with you. It's almost mm -hmm. like being your own best friend. It's like, it's almost like, how would I walk into a room if I knew Don Bradley was next to me? Like how I would walk in by myself. If you know you're with someone who's got your back and you can be that for yourself, then, then it kind of isn't something you talk about. It's just like, it's, it's just like you show up. Absolutely. So for someone who's listening, that's like, okay, I think this is the work I need to do. Where, what do they even start with? What would you suggest? I would just like start journaling and like, you know, like even just like questions or, you know, like they could download the workbook I have on my website to like ask themselves, like, what do I even like? Who am I? What am I about? Because I think I'm so externally focused that the only way to start to see your worth and to find it, because a lot of us either lost it or never even had it, is to start to get to know ourselves and mm -hmm. to like 
there's even a component of like, do you have time to even get to know yourself? Because are you too busy anticipating your client's lemon peppermint tea that they come in for that you specialize <laughs> for them, but you don't know what your favorite color is? Yeah. It's silly, but it's not. Yeah. That's so good. And so what was some of, what was like your biggest aha moment in your work? Like, so you, you know, you left a business partnership. You said you were having realizations about your marriage and then you started this new business. And I think, cause we come from the perspective, you and I of like, it's a lot of our personal wrapped up in our business. Um, what was some of the biggest, most monumental moments of your journey? And I know it's a journey that you're never finished taking, but no, but the first thing that came to mind when you were talking about how you and I kind of like they live together is I kind of have them live more separately. And that's mm -hmm. happier and healthier for me. It's not like I'm secretly living my own life. It's just like, I feel like I, before I had a career and I had a very small life and the life kind of operated in this free space, which there wasn't much of. So now it's like, I feel like I have a life. And I feel like I have a career that really fuels me, but it, it, it actually fills in where my life leaves off. And it doesn't like take it. It's not like I have a career with a little bit of life. It's like, I have a life and I have a career that fits into it. And I think, you know, sharing less about it has been something that helped me, you know, because I'm like, I think when you start out this so young doing this, you share everything. It's like, Oh my gosh, like in the drama of it and this and that. And it's like, it's like people don't, people get to get awesome hair and have fun with you, but they don't get it all. And I think that mm -hmm. was something really been something that I've learned and to stand in the, the moments where it's pushing on that boundary or it's pushing on that thing that I'm like, oh, I'm not comfortable talking about that. Like, I don't know that I even say that to people, but I, I found me just be like, oh my God, like, tell me about what's new with you. And I found that that was a huge thing because there was almost an entire year where I didn't talk about myself and um, my career did not suffer. Yeah. Good for you. Cause that's hard. It's hard when like people come with a distinct question, like what's going on and it's a boundary and you don't want to talk about it. And you're faced with either like you can navigate away from it or you can say like, Hey, I'm not actually comfortable talking about that, but people can sometimes, I don't know if you've ever had that conversation. People can get really offended when you're like, Oh, I actually don't want to talk about that with you. Well, people that don't know set limits with other people think that it's like rude to set them with them. And yeah. I mean, post Corona, when I came back, it's like people, I have had people say to me like, so how was that not having an income that whole time? So you guys are okay. We're, you're okay. Just on your husband's salary, like you're financially okay. And I'm like, this happening right now and then i'm yeah. like well i mean i have a business and like i said so you know it still has expenses when i'm not open so to say it was awesome like it, it wasn't and that's not me being passive aggressive that's me being like honest i don't assume anymore that people understand anything you know no. i don't that people understand that uh, a business still costs you money when you're not working in it a brick and mortar space still has rent I, I don't assume that people get that because I, I don't assume that anyone has a business friend, someone who has their own business. No, totally. I remember, so I got this anonymous email once um, to my work email. Like someone had like gone to the extent of making it like as like no name at anonymous.com or something like that. 
And it was about me raising my prices. And I had done like, I think a $10 increase. And this anonymous email was like, I can't believe Dawn would give herself a raise, especially in this economy. And like not having a clue that like the cost of my business has gone up. Like I'm just keeping my margins the same. And it was really frustrating to be on the receiving end of like an anonymous email that you can't respond to. Uh, And like the kicker was like at the end, it was like, just wanted to get the conversation started. And I was like, well, we can't even have a conversation. Um, But the how like it was put like, I can't believe Dawn would give herself a raise when many of us are going without raises this year. And this was like three or four years ago. And being like, oh, interesting. Not everybody understands that like rent goes up, bills go up. Like, is she sending this letter to the energy company? Being like, I can't believe you're raising the energy costs. Or does she send this to the gas station? Like, oh, you just raised the gas of pr- like price of gas. Like an increase in prices doesn't always mean you're giving some. And like just that whole like, oh, not everybody understands business and margins and how it all works. Yeah, I, I know. It has nothing to do with worthiness. No, teeing up that money episode that's coming up next. Yeah. I hope everybody's enjoying the, this series. I'm enjoying making this series. I think it's awesome. Me too. And uh, yeah, much more where that came from. Yeah. Are we ending it here? <laughs> this is Lindsay and I's attempt at being smooth. A secret code. Yeah. Wink, wink. All right. Well, you guys make sure you tune in next week because it's going to be a gooder. All right. Now that you've heard me sing, now that you've heard me and Lindsay go deep, that is just scratching the surface of how deep we are going to be going in the next three episodes. Oh my gosh. How are the first two already done? I'm kind of already getting sad that it feels like we're close to the end. Oh my gosh. But if you didn't notice, we said the money episode's coming up next week. Oh my gosh. Like if there's one you want to listen to, well, you want to listen to all of them, but next week is going to be so good. So make sure you subscribe, like, share this series with your friends. Let's get as many of us together on this train of the Anxious Creative Makes Waves because let me tell you, I am having so much freaking fun doing this series. I know Lindsay is too. So make sure you go check her out on Instagram at She Makes Waves. And as always, you can watch this video on YouTube if you're not already. Um, And you can also find me on Instagram at Don Bradley Hair or just go to my website, donbradley.com. Either way, let's share the love. Thank you. Leave a review. Tell your friends, you know, the whole thing. Please promote this. <laughs> but I had so much fun this week and I can't wait to dive in next week. All about money, money, money. money. That's not a song. I was trying to keep singing for you. It didn't work. All right. Peace out. <laughs>